It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday, May 25th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, you're in Detroit, and the Indians uh, come away with uh, an exciting win, I guess. What did, what did Tito say? He said it was a, a thrilling way to win, but uh, it's, uh, it, it's terrible. Or that his, yeah. his, his quote afterwards was, was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he said, uh, you know, he loved it. Uh, but it was torture, but uh, he, he loved it. He, he just uh, loved the win. He said when, uh, you know, the ball left Eric Haas's bat, you you knew, right, your, your stomach is in your throat. You know the game is going to end one way or the other there. And, uh, you know, the Indians came up, came out on top after a great catch by uh, Jordan Luplo, who was a defensive replacement in right field the, uh, you know, the inning before. So, uh you know, uh, Tito pushed the right button there. Yeah, he comes in and replaces Josh Naylor. Uh, the Indians get uh, some big hits when they needed them. Eddie Rosario coming through with a, a, a two-run, uh, uh, I, I believe it was a double. Um, and and really just uh, you got to see a, a little bit of, you know, sort of hope out of Sam Hentges in the beginning of the, the, uh, the game as the as the starter, uh, you know, he at least made it to the fifth inning. Yeah, that was encouraging, especially, you know, they sent down uh, uh, Tristan McKenzie on Saturday. Uh, you know, they really haven't named a, a, a starter to replace him. I guess maybe a John Gene Carlos uh, Mejia is the guy, but he pitched an inning yesterday. So, you know, we don't know who's going to go Wednesday, but, you know, Hank is giving the Indians five, five innings, you know, set a career high, seven strikeouts, three walks, you know, he was a little shaky in the beginning. And then he retired, you know, the, his, the last six batters he faced, you know, really showed a good curveball slider. He was fastball was, you know, 94 to 97. Uh, he looked much more composed to me, Joe, than, than the guy who faced the angels out on the West coast in his last start and only lasted one and two third innings. And, you know, so, I mean, I don't know if the Tigers and the Angels are comparable, but uh, he just looked like he took a step forward. And, you know, that's got to be encouraging for the front office, you know, because at least they know they still have one guy in, in that fourth or fifth spot, you know, that can that can fill, you know, it's at least hanging. It's still, uh, you know, I don't know if he's if he's got his temporary driver's license in that in that spot or uh, he's still, you know, a contender and 
while you know you really don't have anybody in one of the other spot. That's a funny way to put it. It sort of is like a learner's permit for them, you know, for, for yeah. the rookies in these uh, these uh, four and five spots. Uh, yeah, Tito said afterwards that Hench is really uh, he, his command was spotty, but he was able to get his slider over for a strike. And, you know, he's got the really good curveball. He was able to use that effectively. So he trusted his stuff, which was really the key is, is when he got into trouble, he trusted his stuff and he was able to get through five innings, which, you know, as of late, the, the starters in that four and fifth spot and, and really up and down the Indians rotation, we've, we've seen them have trouble getting through five innings and, and it's really been taxing on the bullpen. Uh, you know, another night when Tito probably had to use more arms than he wanted to out of the pen, but uh, he, he was able to piece things together and get it done. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Mejia came in in relief of Henkes, and, you know, the Indians, I think, were losing at the time. And uh, he said, uh, you know, Francona said he was just going to let Mejia go and uh, kind of save the bullpen, you know, have that bullpen reset. Uh, but then they took the lead with three runs in the seventh. And, uh, you know, he said it wasn't fair just to leave Mejia out there. And so, he, you know, he brought in Shaw for the third time in, in three days. Uh, and, you know, with, uh, you know, I mean, Whitgren, Shaw, and... Uh, and Whitgren on a back-to-back, yeah. Yeah, and Class A. And, uh, you know, to try to go for the win. So, and they got the win. But uh, I would think Shaw is definitely down uh, today. I mean, he's, you know, right. maybe Whitgren as well. So you talk about Class A, and you know again he loads the bases with the uh, the tying run ninety feet away with two outs, and you know it takes a, a spectacular play by Jordan Luplo in right field to sort of uh, you know save his his skin there. Uh, lately, Class A has been looking vulnerable, where he was unhittable through the first you know month maybe month and a couple of days of the, the, the season uh, really teams have taken a different approach to him uh, and, and his stuff that was so unhittable to start the season now, you know, looks, looks kind of mortal. Yeah. Well, he's still throwing a hundred, you know, a hundred plus, but it looks to me like Joe, you know, people are taking him the opposite way. They're not trying to take a big swing at, at that heat. Um, you know, Jonathan Shoup hit the first pitch. Um, you know, 100 mile an hour fat cutter and just stuck his bat out and hit it to left field for a single. And, uh, you know, Haas tried the same approach, you know, going the going the opposite way. It took a great catch by Luplo to save the day, you know, and, and he still has a, a little bit of control problems. He walked uh, Grossman, you know, intentional walk. Everybody walks Robbie Grossman. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's a, it's a, uh, you know, he's, I guess we've got to remember it's a learning experience for him too. You know, the ninth inning is is a different inning for guys, no matter how hard you throw. Well, and and the one thing that we saw was that he went away from his slider. He he didn't he wasn't trusting it at at the end of of the game there. So it pretty much makes him a like a a one I don't want to say a one pitch, but a you know a, a one and a half pitch pitcher. If if the cutter's not cutting then he's in trouble because if he doesn't have that movement, uh, major league, major league hitters can, can catch up to hundred miles an hour. It's they've, they've been doing it. So, uh, are we concerned about trusting class a in that role 
uh, or, you know, does do we still have sort of wiggle room with Tito maybe using Karinchak instead in a in a close situation like that moving forward? Yeah, we've seen you know Tito juggle those two guys depending on the matchups. So I think he's he's going to continue to do that. And I think you know Rivera, the catcher, Rene Rivera was like you said, Joe was afraid to throw call for that slider with the bases loaded because you know he was uh, class A was bouncing it in front of the plate and. He didn't want a wild pitch to, you know, to allow the tying or maybe even the winning run to score. So that played into it as well. So, yeah, he's got to have that slider to uh, make the fastball <clears throat> even better than it is. And, yeah, it's a easy way to, to sort of eliminate one of those pitches is when when Rivera <laughs> doesn't know where that slider is going, that's he's not going to be calling it. He's not going to be calling for it. Yeah. You know, if you don't trust where the guy can, can throw the ball, then for sure you're not going to call that pitch. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Yeah, that leads us to Wednesday when we have, you know, it's sort of to be announced what the Indian starter is going to be. Uh, like you said, it could have been Mejia if he hadn't pitched on Monday night. I, I don't think Tito's going to bring him back. Are we looking at a bullpen game maybe on Wednesday? Yeah, you know, I think that's probably the, the way they're going to go, Joe. Maybe a Quantrill, you know, starts a game, gets them two innings, and you've got Maton to follow. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, uh, I don't know. Is there another length guy in there that can give him two innings? Well, maybe depending if if you're if you're down or if you're up, maybe Trevor Steffen follows them. Uh, I think if you can get into uh, if 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 you give Nick Wicker in the night off today and, and Brian Shaw the night off today, you come back with both of those guys after that. So you could you could piece together a, a bullpen game out of this, especially if Quantrill give you an inning or, you know, as he's shown in, in surprise starts like that, he's been able to go, uh, you know, maybe even into the third or fourth inning. So who knows what you're going to get. 
Yeah, and Kyle Nelson, what? He gave him an inning in the third the, the last time out. So you probably piece together something like that. You've got nine guys out there. So <laughs> as long, I guess uh, as long as Savali can get you, you know, deep, maybe in the sixth or seventh game to, inning tonight, you know, where you don't really have to overload those guys. Right. Uh, yeah, so, you know, things pretty much set up well. And then uh, they, they come home uh, following Thursday's game uh, for, for a series against Toronto. You're going to want your bullpen rested for that team because those guys can hit the ball. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. It brings up a point. We, we were sitting here talking about how different the Indian starting lineup is at this point through, uh, through 45 games. What was their record last season? Yeah, through 45 games last year, they were 26 and 19. Um, and this year, what, they're 25 and 20. So, you know, really not that big a difference, but, you know, really, you know, a significant difference in the lineup for sure. Right. The, uh, the starting lineup at game 45 last year had Francisco Lindor leading off, Cesar Hernandez batting second, Jose Ramirez third, Carlos Santana fourth, Framil Reyes fifth, Tyler Naquin sixth, uh, Josh Naylor in right field seventh, Roberto Perez eighth, and Delino DeShields in center field uh, batting ninth. Uh, DeShields, they're talking about, Texas talking about trading him to, uh, to the Yankees because the Yankees are desperate for a, a center fielder. Uh, yeah, it, it makes it, it's interesting. The Indians spent, you know, all of spring training trying to figure out a center fielder and, and finally ended up with, uh, you know, Ahmed Rosario at, <laughs> at points. Uh, now you've got Harold Ramirez sort of playing in that spot, but uh, you know, the, now there's competition for guys on the open market in terms of a, a center fielder. You, you better believe that the Yankees are going to win out uh, if they're looking for guys to, to fill that spot. Yeah. And, and Greg Allen is in their system as well. And he's down at AAA, so he can play center field too. He's, I, I think he's a great center fielder, but I, he doesn't hit, but mm -hmm. you know, he, he can really go get it in center field. So I think if they're looking for defense in New York, I mean, I, I, he would be a, an interesting option as well. well would, but that's, would you know, that's an interesting. Who, who, who do you think they miss the most? Uh, the Indians miss the most from, you know, last year's lineup at this, this at 45 games, the 45 game marker to this year. I, I, I'd say Carlos Santana. I think he would have provided a little more stability and consistency in the, uh, the middle of the lineup, especially with what he's doing right now for Kansas city. Uh, you know, based on this year's numbers, Santana and Naquin would be the guys they, they could, if they were having this kind of season for the Indians this year would be, you know, definitely beneficial. Uh, surprisingly, Lindor is the one that's, uh, that's struggling the most. Yeah. Lindor uh, really, really hasn't, you know, the, the Mets are doing well, but Lindor is, is not doing well, but, but yeah, I, I would agree with you, Joe Santana or Naquin would both be, you know, welcome additions to this year's lineup. Yeah, Santana I was talking, for sure. I was sure. talking to uh, Christina DeNicola. She's the the MLB.com reporter who covers the the Marlins. I was talking to her this morning, and she mentioned you know the Marlins just got done playing the Mets, and and the Mets just have found a way to win, you know, pretty consistently. It's almost like she's calling them like uh, not miracle Mets, but just like voodoo, the voodoo Mets. Like like sometimes a ball takes a a funny bounce and, and they wind up winning a game. 
uh, here and there. It's it's just the the, the strangest of circumstances. Uh, so it, it's not Francisco Lindor leading this team to victories, which is I guess what they envisioned when he signed a ten year, you know, three hundred forty one million dollar contract. Yeah, it's it's weird that way, and you know, every team gets on a roll during during the season, no matter, you know, what the record is, they, they usually play, you know, 40 to 60, a streak, a stretch of 40 to 60 games of good baseball. Maybe, maybe that's what's happening to the Mets right now. All right. Around the league uh, last night, Lance Lynn uh, was the latest in the no, no hitter watch uh, sort of uh, trend. Uh, he carried one in into the, at least the sixth inning, I believe. Uh, as the White Sox beat the Cardinals, Tony Larusa beating his old team, uh, that just keeps the White Sox a game and a head, of, uh, game and a half ahead of the Indians in the AL Central. Uh, but just to know that, in addition to Carlos Rodon, the the White Sox have Lance Lynn, who could go off for a no hitter at any time. Yeah, I mean, when you look at their rotation, Joe, I mean, Lynn, uh, Ryan Cease, uh, Radon. Uh, uh, Dallas Keuchel. I mean, that is that is a. a yeah, their you didn't even mention really, Lucas Giolito. Yeah, Giolito. I mean, uh, th- that is really a strong rotation. And if they, uh, you know, going head to head with the Indians with the rotation, the state of the Indians' rotation, that's a big advantage for the White Sox right now. All right. Yeah. The the Indians. The 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 strength of the team coming into the season was supposed to be the young starting rotation. Turns out it's the bullpen that's been saving the young starting rotations behind on a pretty regular basis. I wanted to mention that uh, Major League umpire Joe West is poised to break the all-time record of games umpired, currently held by Bill Clem. You want to hazard a guess at what the number of uh, consecutive games Bill Clem uh, umpired? Or not, not not consecutive, but overall games that he umpired uh, in, in his career, which spanned uh, into the 1950s, I believe. I have no idea, Joe. 5,375. Oh, so I believe tonight God. Joe West will, will umpire 5,376 and break the record. Uh, we asked Terry Francona if he had any good Joe West stories to, to relate to us. Uh, and he said, Joe, uh, he said he complimented Joe West to said when he's on his game, he's one of the best in the, in the league, in the game at, at umpiring behind the plate. And he said that he didn't have any Joe West stories that he could share, uh, in polite company. So he did tell <laughs> us, he did tell us a really funny one, uh, off the record, but we cannot share that one, uh, here uh, on the podcast because of, uh, I, I don't think we have any restrictions on it, but I just don't think uh, it's appropriate to share on the podcast. Yeah. And I, I wonder if Joe will sing a song about this. He's like a country Western singer too, right? Cowboy Joe West. Are you kidding me? He's a, he's got albums yeah. and everything. Yeah. So we'll have to write a song about this. Yeah. I, I'm sure Joe West has, has written many songs about his run-ins with, uh, with managers and players and, uh, and I, I, I remember it was the all-star game back in Florida where uh, uh, Yachty, Yachty Molina was, had to take a picture of him with a cell phone with, uh, oh, yeah. with, with one of the players. I, I forget who the player was, but, you know, it's, it's just 
he's actually one of the, the the personalities who are you know Joe West, not be not the same way that you know Angel Hernandez, you know exactly. Yeah. Two different two different kind of guys. Uh, you know Joe West because of his personality, but not because he's just a consistently bad umpire. Yeah, Joe likes to put himself in the game, though. He likes to, you know, make his – he likes to be part of the game. <laughs> right, and and sometimes that's that's a problem, but sometimes when you do it the right way, it's it's not, you know, too terrible. So, who knows? All right, well, looking forward to tonight. The Indians have Savali on the mound. Uh, who's the uh, the the Tigers pitchers? School? Yeah, uh, the left-hander. Uh, Tarek Scooble. Is yeah. the uh, the lefty for the the Tigers? He'll be pitching. Uh, the Indians have had success against him. Uh, so you know, what do we expect tonight out of uh, Terry Francona and the Indians? Well, you know, I, I'm thinking uh, you know Savali's got a chance to go uh, win his seventh game. Um, really, uh, you know, put himself in line for you know a trip to the All Star game. Definitely, um, you know, he's coming off a great start against. Uh, against uh, Otani and, and the Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you, you're going to look for, uh, you know, him to get into the sixth, seventh inning, save that bullpen. And uh, hopefully, you know, when he does leave, he's got a lead. And, uh, you know, so, but he's pitched great. I, he's been really the story of uh, story of the season so far for the rotation, I think. Right. Uh, we saw Owen Miller at third base last night. Where will we see him tonight, you think? That's a, I mean, maybe he plays second base. Maybe, you know, you know, give Hernandez, you know, a, a night off. I thought he played – he made one really good, nice play on a short hop uh, at third base, had another ball go off his glove on a tough, tough play. But really, you know, got his first big league hit, uh, scored scored on a wild pitch, to, you know, the go-ahead run in, in the seventh inning, you know, really nice piece of base running. And, uh, he, you know, he looks like uh, he moves around pretty well on the bases. So – you know, an encouraging game for a, for a rookie for his, uh, you know, second big league game. All right. We will check back in with you from Detroit, Hoinsey, on tomorrow's podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.